0: Hello and welcome to the Karma You podcast. This is your host Chloe Brotheridge. I'm a coach, a hypnotherapist and I'm the author of The Anxiety Solution and Brave New Girl and this podcast is all about helping you to become your calmest, happiest and most confident self. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. I am speaking to Lama Yeshi who is a Tibetan monk. He has a new book out called From a Mountain in Tibet and it's an incredible story that he has. He escaped from Tibet when he was 15 and travelled overland through freezing conditions with a group of originally 300 people and only 15 actually made it to their destination getting out of Tibet to to escape from the Chinese regime and he shares this story in this podcast you can obviously buy his book if you want to hear more about the story it's really beautifully written. I love this topic I was really into Buddhism uh, several years ago and I was traveling about 11, 12, 11 years ago and got the opportunity to go to Tibet myself and met a lot of monks and went to Lhasa and so this is a really interesting story for me to hear having had so much interest in it myself and I think you'll really like it. So he starts off by sharing his story of how he um, escaped Tibet. We talk about how we can meditate. If you're somebody that finds meditation challenging, difficult, he has some really sage advice for that. We talk about how we can let go of our problems. We talk about why we rely too much on plans. <laughs> what's, the fre- what's the saying? Uh, life is what happens when you're busy making plans. And yeah, lots of other things. And I don't know if anyone listening has ASMR, if you have it, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's when you, well, you have to Google it. If you don't know what it is, Google it. But ASMR is basically where you get kind of tingles from certain sounds. And it's almost like a type of synesthesia. And it's thought that about 10% of the population have this. And I'm someone that has ASMR. And if you have ASMR, you will find that this episode of him speaking is unintentional ASMR. So you might enjoy that as well. He has a very calming, soothing voice. And I like to think about this episode as a bit of a calming, healing transmission from someone that is really known as a very important figure in Buddhism. And he is the abbot of the Lim Monastery, if anyone's been there, in Holy Island in Scotland, the Tibetan centre. And so some of you might have visited there or heard of that as well. That's where he's based now. So I hope you like this episode. You can come on over to Instagram and let me know what you thought. I'm at Chloe Brotheridge. And I also have loads of calming and confidence-boosting freebies over on my website, karmayou.com. And you can download those by heading over there. All right, let's get into the interview with Lama Yeshi. Yes, thank you so much for joining me. I have loved reading your book. Um, I thought it was so interesting and fascinating to me.
1: I've Um, got my book now.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Mm.
0: Yes, I've got a PDF of it in advance.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Could you tell us a little bit about your story and um, your story of how you came to become a monk and, and leave Tibet could you share a little
1: bit of that with us? If you read my book, but I'll repeat this again. Uh, in your p- uh, part of the uh, world, I am very uh, backward and primitive me be, because where I was born, you can see also in the book, the village I was born, it only happened to be 12 family. And it's very deep inside come, quite forest mountains everywhere, and the forest, Uh, between two big rivers. When they meet together, go down to China and they, Vietnam, call it uh, Yukung River. as a massive river. And it's a very mild climate. But when the Chinese came, they uh, cut off all the big trees which had been there for a thousand years old. So in the picture, you won't see those uh, big trees. But when, uh, uh, in that part of the world, Because there was no road uh, of any kind, people never go out from their little uh, sort of uh, safe place, and they even never bother know anybody outside. So, it's the 1959, the the Chinese force have taken over uh, our part of the world. If you see called, if you look into now called capital of called Mm -hmm. Chamdo. It's a massive build up, very big building, like almost like European city. I'm only 15 kilometers from that. And then gradually going to my brother's monastery, learning from him, very strong. He was a very strong regime because he was the head of a monastery. So when I grow up, I'll be helping him to Run the monastery. So uh, young people are very highly disciplined because they themselves have <coughs> no wisdom to put up uh, effort to, to learn things. So it was very tough. And I have never appreciated that. And also, where his monasteries, if you look into Kulthawa Domalagang, one of the highest places in Tibetan plateau, is it 15,000? 15,000 feet. Yes, it's 15,000 above sea level. So it has no tree, can't grow any trees. And always, it's a very barren land. But Tibetan is a very massive country. So it's like, as far as you can see, you can see plateau, And then there's a massive uh, snow mountain behind the monastery called Kulakonha. So then there's also, many wild animals running around because llamas never kill them. Uh, Llamas become the environmentalist means nobody else can kill them. So they're very free to run around. And then at 59, when we are forced out of this, uh, we have to uh, leave everything we have. Uh, I have never met my family and we have to run uh, towards Lhasa because we think that's where Dalai Lama used to be. We think it'd be safe place to go there. But as soon as we are more or less uh, closer to there, then this is Dalai Lama has escaped to India. So then we have to uh, turn backward. The only way is where we escaped is almost very close to Marma, uh, Brahmaputra River. So in India now it's called Assam. Brahmaputra River is one of the biggest, longest river in from Tibet, uh, coming from Tibet, goes all the way from there to uh, uh, India, to Bangladesh. So that we follow the uh, toward that river, but due to somehow Chinese knowledge of us escaping, uh, we have to cross in the night in the kayak made by very small leather kayak it only take four or five people and we crossing though because it's very light to carry and we have to cross in the night because daytime it's impossible that area is already uh, liberated by Chinese so they will never be, we will never be able to escape uh, so the uh, only way is to uh, cross the night, but in the beginning, because we have a very high uh, Rinpoche, we call precious lamas, from five different monasteries. Then, these five Rinpoches, and I'm the youngest brother of Rinpoche, and one of the lamas uh, attendant. we're the first one to cross, but we thought we crossed and then my brother and other people went back to others the Chinese start to shoot us and then uh, I was so young and I never actually confronted guns and people shooting but this uh, high lama's attendant he come from very far away from calm he knows he says now we really have to uh, escape for our life Chinese uh, uh, shooting us, so they would be ca- carrying like 11, uh, tumba means 11th uh, century relics, very precious. He divided two, one put on my neck, one he took, then he took my hand, we start to cross this, but we didn't know there is another t- uh, sort of place with this plenty of water, we didn't see this before. So it's the middle of winter, very, very cold. We have to cross this. So I'm wearing very, uh, you know, lambskin coat. That's what we wear. So when, water went almost up there, we cross. And then as soon as we got out there, we have to go into like head side of uh, head mountain. Hair snow everywhere, so cold. But if you're so terrified of uh, death and Chinese, we never managed to die. So a few of us went up there to hide under the big, big old trees, a trunk, and then Chinese are shooting everywhere, going everywhere, and then out of 300, uh, only 15 people escaped. The remaining, they caught everybody. That's one of my oldest brother. He was also caught, and then they take him to a camp, and they they tied it every uh, man uh, back, and the women are saying, "You people should go and beg some provision," and this man, all of you have to go to build motor uh, road for Chinese forced labor, and they have to. Look after themselves. They want to feed you. If you really watch, emotion is all repetition. I call, uh, we call, uh, I call, spinning wheel. You know, engine is not running, but the wheel is running. So most people get so emotional, going to the past, all the bad experience they had, or they trying to uh, uh, sort. Of get hold onto good experience. Same thing again, same thing again, same thing again. There is no meaning. These some get stress, you bring the future suffering. So you have no clue what is waiting for you. You have no clue tomorrow whether you'll be wake up alive or dead. Still, you manage to think all your planning. So in your culture, language, says you have to plan everything. You can never plan. All of your plans say you plan to get, find a nice partner, thinking it will be the uh, life you want to lead, the very nice partner, no problem, having nice children, it doesn't happen with choices, it's very few find that dreaming partner. <laughs> but even you get the very soon, your monkey mind is so uh, bored so easily, you're looking faults instead of quality you saw in the beginning. So when you start to look at other people's fault, you get into a lot of problems, but my method to all of your listeners is: when they sit too long, when you have no control over your mind, having plenty of time is a disaster, because then you get into difficult. So what I suggest is: if you are locked in, you have plenty of time. Pick up new habit. If your neighbor, if you land start dog gardening, planting uh, your need for food, go jogging, when you're really jogging, that time you're not thinking of the silly things, always think, when will I be free from this uh, emotional disturbance? The day you manage to think others more than yourself, your problem is gone forever. It's me, I, my likeness, my need. I'm happy, I'm not happy. It's I, I, I. I is the root of every human being's problem. There's no Eastern I or Western I. I is the root. So if you look inwardly, okay, this I is causing so much Failure, disturbance, I look inwardly and investigate where is this I. The minute you look inwardly, you will never find this I. There isn't anything called I. Then you will start to really uh, dismantle this solidity of I. So, even if we are very learned in culture, religion, all the Dharma texts, these people will not have enlightenment. Who will have enlightenment or who become Buddha means a people who are able to look inwardly, never in the past, never in the future. If you stay in the moment, that is called Buddha. There isn't Buddha out there, solid body form. So the minute we lose that, then you're going back to samsara. You're going into spinning. So if you do a lot of uh, years like routine, like me, then I can see meaningless of this repeating again, repeating again, the same thing, there's nothing new, so I started to feel very really sort of giggly thinking what's stupid, <laughs> there's anything we need to be uh, worried because there isn't anything to chase. So you all out there learn to be in the present, not in the past, not in the future, present five seconds, try again, one more second, three more seconds. It's like block building, new habit building. So gradually you feel more joyful. You feel more confident. You feel self-respect. You feel really a lot of uh, compassion towards those people whoever, everything, still they're miserable human beings. You say, okay, we are thinking people who are billionaire, millinery, whoever, everything, they should be happy. They're the most lonely, most miserable human being you ever see. That should teach you money isn't the one which makes you happy. Relationship isn't what makes you happy. Because they're all impermanent, means nature is changing constantly, all the time. Sometimes you're happy with your partner, sometimes you're not happy with the partner. Wealth sometimes become useful, sometimes it brings you downfall. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it should be, what we call, interconnectedness of the world around us. This disease, has no respect to wealthy people. It is very discriminating. Every life form in this planet of Earth, we have to suffer. Why? Human beings violated all the rules of the uh, we call ecosystem. We abused Mother Earth. We have been good in abusing each other. We have been uh, uh, plundering the resources of earth, polluting river, and also rich becomes greedy and greedy, and they have never satisfaction. Poorer become poorer. They don't have a plate in the food. They don't have a clean water to drink. All these plastic bags, all these pollutions in the river. River, sea, it is killing a lot of uh, wildlife. But due to this disease, there is a side benefit. I was told ozone layer is much more cleaner than ever before. Not people are able to travel in cheap, silly aeroplane, which is responsible for all this uh, uh, disaster. So I echo you. Future, our whole world will be changed for better. We'll be needing less, wanting less. Everybody learn to take care of each other. Like these times, there are so many decent human beings. Those nurses, they give their life to save other life. That is called part of Bodhisattva. So there are so many decent lives. So I would like everybody who's listening to me, involving environment uh, improvement, like Samueli. Every bit of land I have, I've been planting trees. My sangas say they're happy to go and plant the trees anyway, wherever there's opportunity. I have a major project in Cedar Peak, very major project. Eco project, which is about uh, two hours from Cape Town, from South Africa, at the most beautiful, at the most unpolluted, 000, eight hundred thousand, uh, eight thousand, eight thousand hectares of prime site on the mountain top. I managed to uh, ask uh, this five wealthy sisters. They family been there a long time and they made fortune so they bought this so I managed to ask them to dedicate this for uh, uh, world heritage for environment I want every human beings think less of I think more of others we will from now on restore the environment we will cleansing the sea. So I have many young people, uh, I always say, you are my joyful representative, really smart young people. They're going to look into see how they can clean all the sea, under under the sea, so they can tidy it up and all this pollution. There's two, three young people, they say that's their commitment. So I am sending three layers of different people. Some very young ones say, you're my joyful representative. Mm -hmm. Joyful, follow the path of joyful, forgiveness, gratitude, compassion, nothing can go wrong.
0: A lot of people um, that I have met really want to meditate but find meditation very difficult. What... Advice do
1: you have for people? You are very wrong. Uh, people who try to meditate, there's no benefit. You're trying to calm your mind. Calming mind, yes, if you have no other challenge, you may find some calmness. But the minute stress, anger, emotion, that is gone. But if you're able to say, actually, Calmness is fine. If you have, calmer means you have a better, like, clear foundation, like, less scattered clouds. Then you have to come into the, being in the present. When you're in the present, nothing to push, nothing to bring in. This is total, total solution. So, use, sometimes, calm mind, but they walk with the calm mind, how to become good person, how to become kind person. Make sure you don't discriminate, say, this is my family, they're my enemy. There is no enemy in the world. Enemies are our own ignorant. So the minute you think in enemy, you say they're your stupidity. you judged.
0: Mm, I think there's a lot of that at the moment. We Even sometimes with our friends, we can see them as the enemy with people having different political beliefs or different beliefs about um, what's, what the government are doing or what's happening with COVID. And I'm seeing a lot of people really making each other the enemy, but we need to remember.
1: So you needed to say to them, uh, with clear head, you will find a solution. With skated mind, you join with the skated people. Your contribution, your interest, does not aid for change of the world better. But you make world things better. So see, my group, that group, this group is right; that group is wrong because you judged. So you can see, no judgment it means if you don't judge. Forgiveness is something not in your religion, not in your culture, tradition. That's the biggest Christianity fault. So we say Tibetan five poisons, we ate unforgiveness, another poison, because when you don't forgive, you can never be free from dark frame of mind. You think, okay, I like these people very much but he or she did something I can never forget more. Mm. I escaped from Tibet. They tortured my father. They have done so much harm to our family, but we learned to forgive all the Chinese people because Chinese people are not fault policy of ignorant people on the top. I think after finishing this, Alas, L- and Islam an- would give you a a program made a long time ago. You watch this, the, you can see how independent the man- mind of a very primitive Tibetan mother sending beings. And they are able to rebel against all these thousands of Chinese soldiers marching. Fifteen thousand women in Lhasa come out without nobody organizing. I can you go home, this is our country. They have no fear. Yes, they say, you go home. And one of these Kamba, a Kamba is very stubborn, tough woman. They caught her there and they take her back to Kham. 300 of them are put in prison for, it was 28 eight, 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 years. 28 years the more they give them a hard time, the more they become joyful. They miss singing songs. But he said she was angry woman. Really, she was so angry. Uh, then uh, when she came to the Ramsala to opportunity to see his holiness Dalai Lama, he saw three years walking home saying, Mother, don't get anger. Anger doesn't free you. Anger make very unhappy women. When you learn to uh, give up the anger, you'll be most joyful, fulfilled women She succeeded this, and I think you should watch this. That's the most beautiful. This is all the best women's talking. How independent the mind they have. Nobody told them to do this. They don't blame anybody.
0: Thank you so much for everything that you've shared.
1: I have said enough. And if anybody, like, asks you any specific questions, you send me a short email, my secretary will answer you.
0: That's great. Thank you so much for talking to me and sharing your
1: story. Always to help Mother Sandy beings. Okay?
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. You have been listening to the Karma You podcast with me, Chloe Brotheridge. Don't forget you can download loads of freebies for anxiety and confidence at my website, karmayou.com. You can also find out about my app and my one-on-one sessions